Frenchy's right. This is a fucking mess, son. We got a soup terrorist. Rainer's blowing a canister. And we're the most wanted cunts in the country. But don't you worry. Daddy's home. Welcome, Popheads, to issue 113 of the TomCast Podcast, coming to you once again from the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you again so much for listening to this quality, independent podcast. You guys make it so much fun to do this show every single week. Please follow us on the social media, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to become an official member of Pophead Nation, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can hang out with super cool members of Pophead Nation and get access to super great bonus content. But who are those members of Pophead Nation, you ask? Well, they include the Aspinel Jody, the Batman at Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. He's the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast that I think you guys would all, guys and gals, excuse me, would all dig listening to so very, very much. Thank you goes out to also to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and... The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you so much for being Patreons. I hope you're enjoying all that sweet bonus content. Hopefully, you guys are doing what I ask, and you guys have gotten your new stickers. Did you get your new stickers? If you didn't get your new stickers, it's because I don't know where to mail them. I need mailing addresses. Come on. All right. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all of them. We want to be on all of them. Google Play, I think it's Google Podcast now. I apologize. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your dear friends and family, and leave us those sweet, sweet five-star reviews because they are so important to making sure that people know what we're doing over here on the TomCast Podcast, that we're having a good time, and that, well, hey, you want to share that good time with all your friends and family, don't you? Of course you do. Well, listen, we gotta we gotta have a jam packed show. It's gonna be a lot of television based uh, uh, content today, but we kind of gotta get into it because uh, I, I wanted to have one guest join me today uh, to to talk specifically about one show in particular, which is one of our favorite shows here on the Tomcast Podcast, which is The Boys. Season two is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Though they did mix it up a little bit this year, instead of dropping all the the entire season all at once, they're breaking it up. So on Friday, they dropped the first three episodes, and now it's going to be one episode a week every Friday for the remainder of the season, which I think is only eight episodes long. So we're going to link up with our good friend Reagan, who's now got another podcast, uh, who has his own podcast, and we're going to talk touch base with him. We're going to talk about the boys and a few other things before the show comes back to me, and I'll wrap it up with a few other TV shows that I hope you guys are all checking out on on, on the whatever platforms that are available to you. All right, so... Let's buckle up, let's hold on to our butts, and then 
let's buckle up again. All right, we're going to get Reagan on the line right now. Oh, my Lord. Ain't you twice lucky that I showed up, eh? All right, joining me once again via the Skypes, the host of the Come On, It's Still Good podcast. Uh, Reagan, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back. I, I'm doing all right. I don't want to ask if you're undefeated still because I haven't listened to your newest episode, which is Crawl. It's. I mean, I won't spoil anything, but uh, I still have a, a belt on. So. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you spoiled it, folks. I don't know. <laughs> Glaving all up in here. Uh, you should listen to the podcast, and then you'll just you'll know. Don't worry. You know, it's, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with a young Liam Neeson ever, can you? Uh, no, you cannot. And he <laughs> looks fantastic in it. <laughs> like you could, he oozes star potential. Like for such a, a minor character for you're, that movie, you see him and you're like, yeah, one day that guy's gonna be Dark Man. Well, no, one day I was like, <laughs> oh, that guy's—he's gonna develop a certain set of skills. And it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Let's be honest. He learned those skills on Dark Man. <laughs> probably all right after he saw his buddy get ventilated oh boy <laughs> well listen we invited you back for for a very specific reason uh because we're we're both big fans of the boys streaming on on the amazons uh you were not happy with the decision to drop only three episodes and then one every week for the rest of the season oh wait i'm sorry i didn't know it was one every week oh yeah <laughs> I'm not getting three episodes tomorrow. No, sir. Fuck them. <laughs> like, I know the showrunner came out with like, it's our decision. It's not Amazon. And it was a very similar script to when the guy who, who wrote the tick had the exact same speech about how he wants it to be a talk talking point. If mm -hmm. your show's good enough, people are going to talk about it. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, damn it. Only one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I'm going to be out of that show by nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Well, yeah, that's true. But it is it's also a short it's also a short season in, in the sense I think it's only eight episodes. I, I think season one was eight as well. Yeah, I might have said it was 10 last time we were on, but I think there is eight as well. I think 10's become like a number hardwired in my brain for Amazon and Netflix shows. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think eight is the number is the magic number. Uh, so I, I remember. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I just remember watching season one and at that cliffhanger, because knowing it was episode eight and losing my mind that I didn't have two more episodes and it was just going to end where it ended. Gotcha. Uh, well, let's talk about, about the new episodes so far. Um, what do you think? I love them. <laughs> like, I, I can't get over how much I love this show. And, like, I... I do want to know, like, I haven't read the comics yet. Mm -hmm. This is the first show that made me want to go online and buy the entire trade so I could know what's what's happening. I, it's, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's such a great show. No, um, I, I want to know more about um, Noir, uh, Black Noir. Or... Yeah. Does he talk, like, you've read the comics, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's a lot of... Is, does, it... does he speak, or is he just Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe? No, uh... You know, I'll be honest. My memory on it is all a little fuzzy because I read the book like ten years ago. Uh, but right. he's one of those characters who, who, when he when he talks, you listen. Kind of person, like a, like a Batman kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the, the show is, 
I don't want to say significantly different from the comic because that's not 100% accurate. But with the series, they've done a better job of, you know, making the characters of the Seven be more three-dimensional, in a sense. You know, like, they have problems and you kind of get into their lives a little bit more. Like, in the comics, I mean, they're just straight-up fucking assholes, irredeemable, beyond hope, just crazy debauchery with them, and it just it's over-the-top stuff. In this show, like you know, you're kind of getting into A Train's problems. You're kind of getting into the Deep's psychological makeup. You know, you you find yeah, a lot more out about uh, Homelander. Oh, Homelander's awesome, but so insane. <laughs> no, I, I love Homelander so much. He's the, such a good villain. Yeah, oh, he's a great villain. Uh, you know, I was I. His name eludes me. The name of the actor playing him, but he was to me was like the the breakout, like the standout of the of that first season. Because I was like, I was like Anthony Who? Starr. Yeah, Anthony Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just such a standout. I just, I, you know, I, he was captivating to watch. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because he's awesome. Feel about um, uh, Starlight's character is. No matter if, if she's playing just like her incognito uh, any role or being Starlight, like I'm just fascinated with her storyline throughout the whole thing and, and and her relationship with Huey. Yeah, throughout season one, and that that's that's a pretty big that that's one of the, the things from the comic book that that's kind of transitioned, um, transitions pretty nicely from the from the comic to the show has been Starlight and Huey and the kind of the ups and downs of their relationship. Uh, especially, uh, and with the show, I've liked so far, and I guess we should say it right now. I mean, spoilers. We're going to talk about some some details. We're going to get into it. Uh, All right, good. I was trying not to be too spoilery before you said something. No, un- unlike last week when we, when we were talking in kind of like in general terms <laughs> about something, mm-hmm. you know, no, we can get into this. Like, I, 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 I don't can mind. say spoilery things, aren't Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about the nitty gritty on this one. You know, uh, last week when we did Cobra Kai, we were trying to persuade people to, to join the Cobra Kai bandwagon. Uh, on, right. This one, if you're not on the boys' bandwagon already, I mean, you're, you're, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wasting your time. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But uh, Starlight and Huey's been a great thing. Uh, I love now that the, the relationship's kind of like at this low point because Starlight knows that Huey's been lying to her for so long. So really, really a fun thing. And kind of seeing how her character's kind of taken off on her own uh, after the oh, kind of a rough start for her as she joined the Seven in season one. And it was... Uh, forced to do some very things. rough start, yeah. <laughs> but how to kind of see how she's empowered herself. But now she's also kind of walking the line, as as it were, as it were, you know, kind of like pretending to be the good soldier while trying to underhandedly do everything, uh, expose what's going on at Vought. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm pretty sure she's convinced Homelander will kill her. <laughs> I think every character is convinced Homelander will kill them. I mean, uh-huh. th- that's like the one common thing that every character in the show has is the, 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 with the, with the seven, it's, more, it's just palpable fear that the whole winter will kill, will yeah. kill them. The boys just kind of like, well, he's going to kill everybody if we don't stop him. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, he's so good. <laughs> so it, I can't get over it. It's Aaron Moriarty is the act, is the actor playing Starlight. And she's been fantastic on the show. Right. She, she was another kind of like revelation in the first season. It's like, who is this actor? They're, they're fantastic. Right. She killed the she killed it from the second she came on, you know, during that like uh American Idol type search for the next member of the seven. Right, right, right. L- listen, let's let's dive right into episode one because you, you brought up the, the, the search for the next member of the seven, which is a thing happening 
<laughs> at the start of season two. They got to they got to actually get seven, and they have an audition uh, for a character named Blindspot, who's basically Daredevil. Yeah. How uh-huh. <laughs> doesn't go uh-huh. well for Blindspot? The audition looked great in, until the one on one interview portion of the of the competition. <laughs> yeah, he fails that. <laughs> Again, this character basically is a, a basically like a daredevil knockoff, you know, super hearing, uh, but like all the super ninja skills that you could possibly ever ask for. Yeah. Does like this really intense, great martial arts display, and then uh, the homelander gives him an ear sonic ear clap, and he just <laughs> bleeds all over the floor for <laughs> screaming and bleeding forever, forever. I assume he died from his wounds because that was a ton of blood pouring out of his head. I would suspect the same thing. I mean, he was still very loud, but copious amounts of blood on the floor. I guess his superhero in days are over as well. I, I, yeah, yeah, I would think so. I don't know why you want to be a superhero in that world other than like the fame and fortune, but whew, that's it. I think that's the only reason people do it. Yeah. Is to get famous, get rich, you know, power corrupts, all that jazz. Yeah, this is um, in, in case the the world of the boys is a little unfamiliar to you, uh, it it's not. I, the basic premise is that like the the idea of a superhero is ridiculous and absurd, and so if they actually existed, they would be more like real people, which is just kind of like awful and selfish, and and again, like you said, the power would corrupt them, and they would be awful monsters with superpowers. Yeah. Well, that, that was like uh, my problem with the television show Heroes is because like after the eclipse, millions of people or whatever get powers, but none of them immediately start robbing banks or doing awful things. And I was like, not everyone who gets superhero powers would be good guys. And I think the show would have been better <laughs> if you had a bunch of terrible people, you know, like the few good people would try and stop whoever they could. Well, the superheroes in this world, they're controlled by Vought in, in Industries. Bought and made by it, well, and that's spoiler. Where, that's where we're gonna get to. I mean, that's the that's the big revelation yeah. in in season one is that superheroes aren't born, which is kind of the the public's belief. Uh, but right, you know, right off the bat, it's exposed. I mean, the 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 boys in season one learn that the heroes are made, but now it's exposed in season two. Uh, right. Partially because of the Homelanders need to uh, become part of the U.S. military. They want that that military gig. Yeah, they want that sweet, sweet military cash. Yeah, and it's it's this very pro-American thing, and you know, they're like they're not here to save the world; they're here to save America, and it's very pro-American. And you know, the the, the scene where Homelander hears people talking Spanish is pretty funny. <laughs> Had no no interest in that whatsoever. None. <laughs> no. No, he's he's Homelander's not really all inclusive. <laughs> no, no, he he's got his pro-American agenda agenda. And I mean, I suppose he's kind of sort of taken on this uh, this Trump esque vibe, not to get super political, but there, there does seem to be a, a fair amount of shots at uh, the quote unquote fearless leader of America currently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost most things are taking shots at that. And again, if you don't watch the show, you got to watch the show to know what we're talking about here, because I'm going to ask you about the most uncomfortable thing I've seen on TV, which was home. Oh, is it the milk and the milk? <laughs> like as soon as I mean, as soon as he was drinking it all like you know he heats it up and then like it's like a close up shot of him drinking from this this 
the breast milk bottle, if we're not being clear. Yes, yes. Like it's yes. not he's not just get grabbing some two percent. Like, <laughs> no. Though there there is more milk normal uh cow milk yeah. in the show that's well, that, equally uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> is it just all milk now? Like <laughs> I think any dairy product for the homelander is gonna be like a trigger for him. Uh, but you know, it, it's that's not even the the creepiest shit was in season one with uh Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Like, they had some really mommy, son, creepy shit going on that made me so uncomfortable because, A, I love Elizabeth Shue. (laughs) So did Homelander in a completely, completely creepy way. Very creepy way. And, uh, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Shue didn't make it out of season one. Spoilers again. But, uh, uh, in, Great death scene, though. She was her character was was basically his handler. She handled the seven. She handled him, and and by doing so, was able to achieve Vought's goals. And now Homelander's kind of like off the leash for uh, to to a certain extent. And we're kind of seeing seeing that despite his superpowers, he doesn't have he doesn't really think things through. No, he he's incredibly impulsive. Uh, he throws a child off a roof in this. <laughs> well, he did think he could fly. To be fair. I mean, he's fine. It, the kid's okay. <laughs> it was only what thirty-five feet or whatever he says. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I guess we should mention for anyone who you know, just in case you're keeping score, because I know we're we're throwing a lot of things at a lot of people real fast here. Homelander yeah. has a has a son with a woman that he raped, who is mm-hmm. Billy Butcher's wife, who and Butcher's Billy wife. Butcher played yeah. by the amazing Carl Urban, who we'll talk we'll talk about more about the actual boys later, but. I, I have to talk about Homelander and Vought right now. It's just so fascinating. But Homelander starts yeah. the season kind of playing house with this woman that he raped and their child. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like, you feel... Be- Becca's her name in the show, right? I believe Becca, you are correct. Becca's his wife. Like, just the, the level of fear you can see in her face as she's, you know, making him breakfast. And, like, the syrup scene mm-hmm. where he's like, I love maple syrup more. <laughs> like, I'm like, Homelander's fucking... But, like, going back to season one, he had a really shitty upbringing. Well, sure, but... but he basically... I mean, the, the, like, just, just, just think about the way he's walking around that house. I mean, he's still in his full costume, no effort to try and, like, blend in. He's just like, I'm fucking Homelander, and it's rad to be me. Yeah. That's true. I, like, I'm trying to think. He doesn't have an alter ego. No, like this, he's just Homelander. No, they, they, I think there was. A, I think they allude to how some of the some of the members of the Seven have tried to live the double life thing, but their fear of home of Homelander has basically yeah ended all of that because any loved one they have, they're worried the Homelander will kill. And yeah, they, they get into that with Maeve. Maeve talks about that quite a bit. Yeah, Maeve. They had Maeve is like she came in as such, you know a beat down character mm-hmm. and she's really flushed out around the edge. I really hope they dig more into her, mm-hmm. but you know, Homeland is going to find out about that girl. <laughs> and I'm so, so worried <laughs> for that poor woman. Yeah. You're, you're definitely right about that. Uh, since we're talking about the superheroes of the seven, we should, we should probably talk about the newest member Stormfront. Now Stormfront is a hundred percent different from the comic books. That was going to be my first question. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, so it, it, and I'm not quite sure the best way to kind of loop this all together, but 
in the comics, Stormfront was basically like this Nazi superhuman, like Nazi Superman, basically. Okay. That, okay. So they've changed it. They did a gender swap. Well, and yeah, because Homeland is a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. So they, they they gender swapped the character, made her a female, made her a new new member of the Seven, and the, so they can kind of do like this riff on you know girl power kind of thing now with Maeve and Starlight mm-hmm. and Stormfront. But Stormfront clearly has her own agenda going on. Yeah, she does not. <sighs> zero. F's Honestly, given. The, in the Seven, she yeah she gives zero fucks, but. I, I like her just brashness and just telling people what she thinks all the time, especially inside the seven. Cause people just kind of don't talk to Homelander like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there's just, a great scene. I think it's in episode three when they're doing all that PR. No, it might be episode two the when they're PR, doing all, all the it, PR stuff. And you know, Star, uh, Stormfront's basically saying all the things that Starlight wants to say, but can't because she's kind of like towing the line while she's mm-hmm. doing the things behind the scenes. Yeah, I think there's going to be a really good battle between uh, those two coming down. Because like when she ruins the the t- television commercial, when she's like, oh, they're not really in Iraq. You think they're going to eat MREs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, she's she's live streaming everything she does. Yeah, she lives on her phone. She's I definitely assume that's used, what, what's used, going on. No, she definitely used that social media to kind of like build her, uh, her reputation. Yeah. Uh, I think what they've done with that character is pretty pretty interesting, pretty fascinating, uh, and it changes a lot of the dynamic with the other female characters. Plus, like, her power level seems to be comparable to Homelander, so if they ever go toe to toe, that could be interesting too. Yeah, that I really, I, I think that's going to come to a head at some point. Though I think we're gonna, it's not going to end well. I think we're going to realize she's, a or they're going to start a relationship, and it's <laughs> going to be really awful. Well, I think Homelander is a psychopath, but I think Stormfront might be a sociopath. So we'll see how this plays yeah. out. We'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit later because of what happens with the uh, super terrorist in episode three. Oh, the, the one that they built up for at the end of last season? You're like, oh, right. Nope. Yeah. Let, Black let, Noir is the man. Leah, let me get uh, let me talk a little bit more about... Okay, so let's go back to Vought real quick because um, I can't remember if he, was, if he was even in season one or if he was just kind of like you know, cameoed in it, but Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar, the CEO of Vought, is awesome. Yeah, uh, he. I think, wasn't he in like one scene when, uh, second to last episode, I think he comes down and he talks to Elizabeth Shue. I think you're right. I couldn't remember that and I meant to go and back. That, that's when she like gets promoted and then she talks to her about getting promoted and as we've said, Homelander fears change. Yes. It makes him unhappy. And then a bunch of bad shit. <laughs> well, and again, goes down. like Homelander thinks he should be calling his own shots, so he doesn't think he's answerable to like some CEO and these board members and all these things. But there's a really fascinating conversation, and I, I suspect this this conversation that that he has with Homelander is part of the reason why Stormfront was changed from a Nazi because they decide to make mm-hmm. the the they decide to just put it out there. Vought was founded by Nazi scientists. Compound mm-hmm. V is Nazi stuff. And like they're like, yeah, yeah you know, we're just, we're just gonna say it right now, you know. That was like a big revelation in the comic books, but in the show, they're just like, nah, uh, here okay. it is, right in Front Street, boom, Nazis. The, the 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 first superhero they talk about, I can't remember his name. Soldier is he basically Boy, that Captain America, Soldier Boy, yeah, Soldier. Was he basically Captain America? Yeah, and Soldier Boy's gonna be in season three. Oh, okay. Off. Jensen Off. Ackles from uh, from Supernatural has been cast as Soldier Boy for season three. 
Huh, that's very cool. And like, I'm waiting for Tech Knight to show up because I've read that he's basically Batman, just evil Batman. <laughs> I keep waiting to see what they do with Tech Knight too. You, you, they, they, all the movies are there for him. Uh, yeah, they they, t- they mentioned him in the first three this this year, and then he was mentioned last year, but he hasn't shown up yet. So. He's obviously under contract to, I don't know, New York or wherever. And listen, if anyone out there, I, I, I encourage everyone to read the boys' comic book. It's fantastic. The graphic novels are out there. The full series is collected. Uh, but if you're a fan of, of Batman and Robin, you're not going to like <laughs> what they imply <laughs> about Batman and Robin. <laughs> I'm sure it's been applied about Batman and Robin at some points in time. Well, listen, I, the, the boys, I, like I said, I love that comic book, but like there were times when I had to put it down for a little while because it's like, I, I like superheroes. I need to, <laughs> need to catch my breath. <laughs> you know, I do like that whole, like, oh, it would be really nice if people were good and pure and honest and wanted to make the world a better place. <laughs> but Garth Ennis is like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, there's not a. I mean, I guess there's one. Starlight is basically that, right? But even I think we're even seeing a little bit of of the dance that she has to do and how it's kind of weighing on her. Yeah, she she blackmail blackmails uh gecko, gecko. I was gonna say chameleon. I was like, that's not right. That's not what he does. <laughs> the com- the comma 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 chameleon. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he does. <laughs> Sing Boy George in the Culture Club songs. Oh man, yeah, but I mean. Again, people with superpowers in this world of, of the boys are just so fucked up. I mean, this guy is basically SNMing himself for cash to let people whack his limbs off. Yeah, who knew that was the thing that people wanted to pay money for? And for a thousand bucks, you can cut his dick off, too. Yeah. And people seem to get off on that. The guy, yeah, the guy was like, where is an ATM? Because <laughs> people just really? have $1,000 in their savings accounts nowadays. Come on, Reagan, that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, ATMs let you take out a thousand dollars at a time. All right, well, let's let's kind of catch up with our with our with our so-called heroes, the boys, with the boys, with uh, the boys, with yeah. female and Frenchie and Mother's Milk and Huey, because Butcher's isolated in the first episode. He's trying to make his way back. Yeah. So he, he's in some restaurant somewhere. <laughs> so, f- listen, I'm going to put this out here right now. This was a thing in season season one, but I want to talk about it in more depth with you for season two. Every episode, Mother's Milk has like the coolest hip hop t shirts ever. <laughs> in episode one of Where's this he season, from? he's got the Wu Tang. In episode two, he's got yeah. the Boogie Down Productions t shirt on. In episode three, he's got the Public Enemy t shirt on. These are all things I'm legit, like super down for. Right? <laughs> I was just. You wonder where he's getting them from? I mean, probably that French gang. They probably got a bunch of cool rap T-shirts it's upstairs. All like bootleg T-shirts in that in that Haitian. Street oh, I'm gang. trying to think what store it was when he when Huey walks through. I can't remember. Was it an electronic store or was That's, it a thrift store? No, uh, Huey worked at, at an electronic store. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a radio oh, shack I, I mean, when, thing. when 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 he walks out to to make his phone call to Starlight at the, at the beginning of this season. Yeah, they show what like the storefront is. I can't remember. That was like a like a. Uh, Laundry kind of thing, or like I don't I can't remember now either. Yeah, I'll say it's a thrift shop, and they have those awesome T-shirts there. And Mother's Milk goes up and picks a new one each day. So, so when we catch up with our heroes in their excellent fashion senses, uh, they are on the yeah. run. Homelander has uh, framed them for the murder of of. Oh God, I can't even... Elizabeth Shue's character, whose yeah. name Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, yeah, 
So and, and it eludes me. But... Yeah, but so but they're on they're on the run. So Madeline hiding... Stillwell. Madeline Stillwell. And there's all these TV movies about Butcher now <laughs> with some really funny acting and <laughs> made me laugh so hard at somebody doing a Carl Urban impression. Yeah, like... <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, I, I kept looking at the guy who was playing Butcher in that TV movie and wondering like, oh, man, that would have been a really funny cameo for somebody. But I couldn't recognize it as anybody. Did you? No, I didn't recognize it either. Okay. But I, that's why I was like, oh, it would have been awesome if they got someone super famous to show up and dress as Carl Urban for one day. <laughs> I agree. It would have been amazing, especially if they had gotten like one of the hobbits to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, so, yeah, they're on the run. They're hiding out with this Haitian street gang that Frenchie seems to know for whatever reasons. Uh, Mother's Milk's kind of helping earn earn their stay by being like the the medic on site for these... these uh, this, this for the street gang taking out bullets and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not a good, I, I in a good position. Frenchy sold them weapons, so they probably I, owed him a favor. Yeah, that was my suspicion too. But it, it, it was kind of fun to see uh, the way Mother's Milk is building like a dollhouse for his daughter and stuff like that. I, it, that yeah. you know, this guy who just wants to be with his family kind of got dragged back into this from Butcher. Thought it was gonna be a quick thing. Yeah. Now he's hiding out. He can't see anybody. His family's on the run or in, in witness protection, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely away, and he hasn't had contact with them. Mother Smoke really got fucked, and so did Frenchie in this whole thing. Sure. But, I mean, Frenchie wasn't doing great stuff before, but Mother Smoke <laughs> was, like, helping kids. Yeah, he's, like, running, like, a community center. Yeah, yeah like, he was, you know, doing good shit. He's and like Theo and the Huxtables, man. drags him into it. Yeah. <laughs> just fucks him. Uh, and then, uh, you know... Huey's kind of trying to tell them that they're better off without Butcher around. We find out that's not the case. But what do you think of that whole new dynamic of, of to start the season at least, of, of Butcher and Huey kind of at odds with each other? It's hard for me because I like Carl Urban so much. And I mean, Huey's life's also gone to shit. Right. Since, uh, what was this girl? Robin was his girlfriend, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Since Robin died. I like his life has been well, pretty fucked up. Died is a word, but I would say exploited by a train murdered. Okay. <laughs> murdered. Murdered works as well. I mean, she did die <laughs> as a result of being exploded by a train. Yeah. Just yeah, running through A-train. her at super speed. He, he was too high on his blue juice. That's right. A train junkie. There's so much yeah. to get into with this show. Like I, <laughs> I mean, we're just the, trying to talk about the first three episodes, but there's so much to pick apart. Yeah, like the show's so great, and I don't mean pick like, apart in a negative, by the, the way. Hmm? I don't mean pick apart in a negative way. I, I mean just to kind of like oh, discuss no. and, and talk about. Yeah, because there's, there's so much more I want to know that I know they don't a have time to get into mm-hmm. on the television show, but also I want more superheroes to show up. I want to know if there are other corporations with like B level superheroes that, because uh, Homelander talks about his contracts almost up and going somewhere else. And I was like, oh, I'd love to see another company with, you know, like an Iron Man type superhero or something, or, you know, like he, just a bunch of other superheroes. He just meant the Mets. That's all he meant. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's going to finally play baseball. That's right. <laughs> um, Sorry, I got off track of my with my Mets comment. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I like seeing Huey at odds with Butcher. I like again Huey's kind of like the the moral compass on the team, 
in that like he's the one guy who doesn't seem to be okay with everyone getting murdered and killed and all, and all the collateral damage and stuff like that. So I, I love when Mother Mother's Milk kind of points out the butcher and, and calls him like the canary in the coal mine situation to, so that he's the guy, he was the guy who's going to make sure butcher doesn't go too far and become as big a douche as the superheroes are all the soups are trying to stop i really yeah, like that yeah, i really like that connection I, yeah cuz uh, we haven't even talked about um what is she female, female or what's yeah. the, we haven't even talked about her brother being reintroduced mhm he is the super terrorist yeah. Spoilers. So he's just, yeah. And, you know, he has cool powers. And Butcher immediately tries to shoot him to yeah. make, a, a, once again, a super selfish deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's lying to people. Like, Butcher's such a dick at times. Butcher can be such a dick at times. Uh, that is 100% right. You know, Butcher's great. Well, he, it it would have been easy for them to keep, to keep Butcher the way he was when he first started on the show, which was like the guy who just kind of seemed to know everything ahead of time. Was like was like one step ahead. Always kind of had the plan, uh, but I guess that makes for a boring show. <laughs> so you got to yeah. get some conflict in the group, and 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 oh, yeah. Billy making these decisions that in, adversely affect the team this is not a good good paradigm to be in. Right, and I mean he hasn't really had a plan since the. I, I guess with the Sitwell thing, he kind of had. He has most of a plan most of the time. Well, and when we find him in season two, I mean, whatever plan he may have had is completely out the window now that he found out his wife's still alive. Right. You know, because before it was very much like a ven- vengeance, vendetta kind of thing. But now the stakes have completely changed for him. And I think he's almost at a bit of a loss. Yeah, uh, most. Yeah, because he just wants to kill Homelander now and he, get his wife back at all costs. No, and he has his list of clues, all the things he observed when Homelander took him there at the end of season one. Yeah. So he, you know, so he can try and figure it out. But I mean, it's been go, go, go for them. I got to change gears though. We can't just talk about these guys all the time. I got to talk about the deep and <laughs> oh. in, in this weird cult that the deep has joined where he gets high and talks to his gills and learns to forgive yeah. himself yeah. so that he can forgive women. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Patton Oswald makes an appearance as talking. Gills. Yeah, all, yeah. As talking gills. <laughs> Uh, the the Hawkeye character shows up. Eagle. Yeah, I forget what what does he call him Hawk or does he call him Hawk at first? He's something like, like that or like yeah, yeah. Something, something similar. Right. <laughs> Though I'll be honest, every then, time uh, every time they say Eagle, I I I I pull what a, a move that I think you would appreciate most, which is a Scrubs reference to when Jenny's on Turks I know back. exactly. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I thought, Eagle! <laughs> One of the few things I enjoyed from that show. Anyways. That show's fantastic. It's fine. Tad over, I know, we're tad not going to get our Zach Baff to be. <laughs> How dare you? I'll get your wife in this room right now. <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I locked her out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I, guess I want to know, like, after what we saw the Deep do, how he treats women in particular is the deep redeemable at all <laughs> starlight says no what do you feel I d- he's always going to be a piece of shit <laughs> i mean well now he's so thirsty I, for I, approval and forgiveness yeah and he got that poor whale I mean, killed reagan he got that poor whale killed 
Well, he got that dolphin killed in season one. <laughs> I know. He got that lobster killed in season one, which is just depressing. <laughs> to to be fair, though, uh, neither one of those animals... I mean, the dolphin had it bad, but the whale just had a motorboat run through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dolphin was a creep also, because he, he wanted stuff to be done to him. <laughs> he did. He did. And he couldn't wait till they got to the ocean. <laughs> well, according to executive producer Eric Kripke, dolphins are the horniest mammals on the planet. Apparently. <laughs> so he apparently he had to send Amazon a bunch of uh, articles confirming that to make them okay with the scene. Oh. I mean, just a little to make the show. It's funny <laughs> and it's dark. Well, they're like, where are you basing this off of? And I guess he had to kind of like prove his uh, uh, working theory. <laughs> Strange. Like, read the comic. Strange things. Yeah, but uh, when the deep shows up, when like the dolphins are hitting the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and like he makes his appearance on the back of the whale. It's pretty cool. You're like, oh. you're like that shit's awesome. <laughs> you're like, now I get it, Deep. That's a great entrance. <laughs> I sort of, I also can't help, I can't help it. I'm used. To, I, I come from a world where where people have made fun of Aquaman for the majority of my life, and right as someone who liked the Jason Momoa flick. And, and, and hopes that this alters Aquaman's reputation a little bit. I feel like seeing the deep do these things just kicks Aquaman right in the dick. <laughs> a little bit. Well, nothing he does ever works either. Right. Like, well, like I said, he's getting all these, all these, all these sea creatures killed constantly. You don't know if Aquaman could do that as well. <laughs> you don't. They don't go back to the after battle and see like starfish, starfishes all flat on the ground and stuff. I mean, they're always flat, but flatter. Well, listen, I mean, if I know I know Aquaman, you know what he would do? He'd use that whale to capsize the boat and it'd be over. <laughs> Look, the deep was just going to block the tunnel. He didn't think Billy would ram him full speed because <laughs> only an insane person would do that. It's a hilarious scene. It was in the trailer. So if you guys have watched the trailer, maybe you haven't got, yeah. caught the show. Like, we're not really spoiling anything there because it was on the freaking trailer. They They did that for us. Which, to be, you know, I kind of criticized the trailer for being, like, showing kind of, like, a lot, but it really just showed, like, the first three episodes. Like, not too much extra. Yeah. And that's, I have no idea where they're going to go. I'm really annoyed that I'm only getting one tomorrow. Yeah. Because I was really looking forward to binging for hours at a time. Well, let me, let me kind of speed us up a little bit here, because I know we're talking yeah. about this show. Like, we're just getting into There's it. There's so much to go over. There really is. There's so much to go over on this beautiful, beautiful show. Well, let's talk about the female. She reunites with her brother, who is the super terrorist, who's there to kill everyone, basically, particularly the Seven. Uh, but he's on the run. Yeah. He's running. The Seven are pursuing. This is after the whale scene. Yeah. And female and her brother, who I guess doesn't really have a name, does he? I don't think so. No. They get into a fight with Stormfront. I th- they just call him her brother. Yeah. You know. So they get into a battle with Stormfront. Uh, her brother has, like, telekinetic powers. He's, like, throwing things around and, and doing all that cool stuff. Uh, he basically has the force. Yes. But he apparently he needs his hands to do it. That's established fairly early on in the show, that his hands are kind of, like, the key to activating these powers. He's not uh, Dr. Xavier, where he just mm-hmm. puts his finger to his brain and things happen. Uh so Stormfront recognizing this just basically snaps his hands off, <laughs> which that was a scene. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> it, that, that's like, like if like I didn't know Stormfront really from anything. I figured she was kind of bad <laughs> and it was just all really nailed home. It's like, yep, she's bad. Yeah. And then <laughs> she basically like 
slowly strangles him and makes him look her in the eyes while he's while she's killing him because yeah. she wants to see the light go out. So I'm going for sociopath really strongly here. Yeah, you mean it's not wrong. And I really thought that female and her brother were gonna have like some sort of Wonder Twin thing. Mm-hmm. That when they got together, their powers amplified, and that's how they were gonna fight the Seven. I was way wrong on that. See, because obviously her brother doesn't make it out of this episode. Yeah, so I I, I kind of wondered about that, and this like we'll, we'll dive into a little bit of speculation here uh, because I wondered if maybe they were to convince the brother to join the team, which. A isn't in the comics, mm-hmm. but this way they'd have like their own soup to use against the seven. Right. Because so far, I think the one thing they haven't done yet on the show is something they did. They used it sparingly. Like it was, it was a trick you could only pull out of the bag in the comic a handful of times. But th- the boys in the comics had their own compound V they could inject themselves with. that would make them soups for like an hour or two or whatever. It would give them temporary super oh, strength. Okay. Like uh, that Jamie Foxx movie that just came out. Well, I don't know about Jamie Foxx's movie. Jamie Foxx stole about 18 different superhero ideas for well, that movie. Well, it's a Jordan Gordon, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, where, I, like, they take yeah, there's the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. I haven't watched it because I thought yeah. the premise was ripping off seven different things. Oh, maybe. It was enjoyable, but I have pro- I, I have questions about the movie. Fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, you, like, you, when you start reading the comics, you'll, you'll see the they inject themselves with this thing that gives them temporary superpowers so they can go toe-to-toe and get in the fisticuffs with everybody. And they pick what powers they get? Uh, it's, I think it's mostly just like super strength and kind of like a, a mix of oh, super strength okay. and invulnerability so they can just go toe-to-toe with these soups. It's not, yeah. like they get, it's not like they get like super speed or they can fly all of a sudden. It's mostly just like strength yeah, well, and invulnerability. I didn't know if like you could take a certain amount, you know, a certain type of compound V and like... Cause I, don't, I don't really know how it works in the comics. Like when they're giving it to kids... Spoiler. Um... You know, if they're like, oh, we, you know, we want a Wolverine type right. superhero. Let's give this kid the Wolverine juice. If he dies, he dies. If not, we got a Wolverine kid for the next 300 years. You sounded just like Drago when you said that. I, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, definitely a Drago reference. <laughs> well, I mean, oh gosh, there's so much going on in this show. We've, we, we have three episodes of season two right now. It's been a lot of fun. It's been crazy over the top. Uh but I love the way the episode, the third episode ends. Like obviously, female is upset because her brother's been killed. But we do kind of get a, a, a reconciliation between Huey and Butcher, so that the team can kind of come back together as one unit yeah. and and do what they're supposed to do, which is which is stop Vought. Like it, it's they've been exposed for creating soups with this genetic, you know, Nazi material of theirs. Uh, yep. So what's going to happen next? I don't know, but at least the team is back together. So excited! Uh, in the comics, do they get other superheroes to join them, like the boys? Like, do they find other good superheroes, or is it just female? No, no. And Butcher's very anti-Starlight in the comic too. Like, he doesn't trust her at all. He wants, okay. He wants to well, yeah, end yeah, her he too. Butcher has a real like, I want to kill them all thing going on in the comics. Yeah. I mean, just from the show, what before the season finale, what what you know, Homelander, you know raped his wife and then she just walked off the face of the planet like three days later. Right. And he never saw her again. And he probably assumed that he threw her into the sun. Dude, we should do like a group reading of the comic after season two. Like once you get the collections, <laughs> I can't wait to get, I got to order those. We can, like a, we, book. we can start like a book club, <laughs> an online book club, a podcast book club for the boys. 
<laughs> where you just read the boys and that Constantine comic. That's and, right. Uh, fuck, I can't remember what the. Oh, the, I'm gonna get some Walking Dead comics because that's ending. Yeah, Walking Dead. that I, I did. I guess we'll, I guess we can transition right now. I mean, that was just announced yesterday. The Walking Dead's gonna end yeah. next year, and there'll be two spinoffs. Yeah, two new spinoffs. Not including the two they already have. Right. We're talking about Daryl and Carol getting their own show. And then what was the other one? Do you remember? Uh, it's going to be an anthology series where, like, they'll go back in time and you'll see, um, like, Abraham. Okay. Like, first days. Like, that. I don't know if that's a thing. I just picked a random character out okay, of Okay, but you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's an anthology, so you know. we can kind of jump around. We can meet new characters. Yeah, or we can so go back they're going to gonna be bringing people back who are dead. Nice. And be like, look, this person's doing that. And I think that series will lead into the first Rick movie. Okay, great. I like that. That sounds pretty good. Uh, I, I I still like The Walking Dead Universe. I'm behind on it dra- dramatically, but I am going to try and get caught up once this current wave of shows that we're watching is over. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, also, you don't – they haven't shot the last ep- – or finished the last episode. Mm-hmm. Or I think they just finished it because of COVID. So the the last season ended before the season finale, right? And that happened to it a, wasn't, you know, that happened to a few shows. So yeah, I right. mean, they, they'll have some some yeah. loose ends to tie up for sure. Whenever that comes back, yeah, I think next month it's they're gonna finish the season and and then take another break because I, I don't think they're filming the next one. No, well, we'll we're definitely gonna keep our eye on The Walking Dead and and, and all that stuff because that is a show that uh, I don't know. We still like it on the on the Tomcast podcast. <laughs> it's, I, I know, and a lot of people are down on it, and I get it because it got dreadful for a period of time. Yeah, but I can't say it enough. Once the whispers show up, there is a time jump. It's you can so just come in. Yeah, you don't need to watch back catalog. They jump six years. It's great. I think maybe ten years. You don't need to know anything except the whispers are completely terrifying. <laughs> they may look like they're in Slipknot, but they're not. They're- they're crazier than Slipknot. <laughs> well, listen. Let's let, let's let, let's shift to our next our next topic. All right. The Dune trailer dropped yesterday. I watched that. Dune. I can't believe it's actually like a thing. Like this is something that's been like whispered and trying to get off the ground for I don't know twenty years. Yeah, it, it seems like every decade or so, somebody wants to bring Dune back and and, and do it quote unquote the right way. Uh, uh, I was pretty impressed by the trailer. I, I don't, but I don't. I also don't have an affinity for the old David Lynch version of it either. Like that's a weird, crazy movie. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie probably since 1992 or so. <laughs> it, so I have no love for the series at all. A lot of friends are like Dune, Dune, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch the trailer. Like, and then I watched it. I was like, oh look, Dave Bautista's in this movie because that's how little I've paid attention. Because I've seen rumors that, oh, the Dune's going to get made, and it's going to star Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, that's not happening. The Dune? And that movie doesn't have uh, – yeah, The Dune. The Dune. <laughs> I like that. Sounds sexier than just Dune. <laughs> yeah, man. You want to go see The Dune? Yeah, I mean, we, we have Tim- Timothy Chalamet taking over, being being Paul Atreides, uh, uh, the, the, the role that made Kyle MacLachlan famous back in 85 or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, like, D- Dave Batista. You got you got Thanos himself is in this movie. Josh Brolin. You got I Aquaman, Jason trailer. Momoa. Poe Dameron's yes. in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of recognizable faces in this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see Patrick Oscar Stewart Isaac's one place, though. I think Momoa's character is 
the Patrick Stewart character. Is it? Is that it? I think so. I, I honestly wouldn't know. But the trailer looked great. And I was like, this looks like a big, big swing. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to check this out. Yeah, I agree with you like, 100%. Like, I was reading it. was There was a miniseries that came out within the last 10 to 15 years. A sci-fi channel one? The sci-fi channel? Yeah. It's awful. Did you watch that? Yeah, I, I tried. Didn't watch it. it was terrible. <sighs> See, they, I they even they, tried that. They tried really thing. hard with that, but uh, the, I, I just felt like uh, with that one in particular, I felt like the acting was a bit subpar. Not to mention, I mean, sure, you're you're kind of handcuffed with sci-fi channel budget, but yeah. like the well, performances just weren't interesting enough to make up for the difference. I mean, the, the expanse made it work for a few years on sci-fi. Yeah, uh, yeah, wasn't yeah, that, this, that this Krypton was show you watched on sci-fi? Which one? Krypton wasn't that sci-fi too? Yes, but things Which got better I, like, since. Then. Like I said, this Dune thing, the the Dune project they did was like yeah. almost twenty years ago, dude. Like yeah, a, oh, okay. a, lo- a lot's happened. Yeah, that, like Battlestar Galactica days. Yeah, I think that was even pre Battlestar. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a, it's much older than I thought it was. I, yeah, I thought I thought it was like late nineties when that when that when they attempted that. I could I, I could be I could be mistaken on it. Uh, but I mean, I remember when I was young and I watched Dune the first time, and I just was—it was one of those things. Like, there's so much stuff in here that, like, I think is cool and interesting, but I don't understand any of it. Like, so much of it was just over my head. Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry, my wife just came in. <laughs> oh, we'll try to wrap this like up. I, my one of my dogs started making a very weird noise, and I was like, "Fuck, is he throwing up in there?" <laughs> no, my wife just came in. No, no, no. Don't worry. Well, I mean, listen. We're just talking about a Dune trailer, but like, you're you're you don't know anything about Dune. You're not into Dune, but like, you want to see this. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. It it piqued my interest. It's it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you got the big like worm thing at the end. I was like, awesome. I remember that. I remember everybody with like really blue eyes, and I remember Patrick Stewart was in the original. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Don't worry. That's yeah. I was like, that's pretty much it. Like. <laughs> But I'm definitely going to see it. I mean, I know it's going to get pushed back. What they say, December, November for this? Yeah, it's supposed to be December. But uh, the uh, reports come out saying that they bo- uh, that it won't be a surprise if Warner Brothers pushes this and Warner, Wonder Woman back again. Yeah, because they, they want these in theaters so bad. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm with you on that, buddy. But yeah, they, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, we're still living that COVID world. Yeah, and they they want that the theater money. Sure. I mean, Tenant's doing okay. I haven't gone to see it yet because I'm kind of afraid. It does sound like... And it, Nolan movies make me feel dumb, yeah. so I need to watch them at home. It, it does sound like Tenet kind of underperformed based on what they wanted it to do, but, I mean, I you can't blame anybody for not going. Yeah. that Well, that's... Um, I, we're we're going to get out of pop for a little bit, but did you see how much Chief tickets are going for tonight? No. Like 50 bucks for like front row 50-yard line seats, that and is. they're still not selling. Because no, people don't want to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I thought, like, you know, it's it's you know opening day. It's, it's prime time. It's Thursday night football. I thought that would, they're only selling like fifteen thousand seats or something like that right. for their giant stadium. Right, right, right. That, I was amazed that tickets were that cheap because I figured people would be dumb and tired of being at home. No, you're. But you're... I'm glad to see people aren't that dumb. At least not yet. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Wait till they get to twenty bucks. <laughs> then people are getting out of the house. 
<laughs> well, let me let me ask you one more thing real quick okay. before I let you go, man. Um, they announced it yesterday. The new Xbox is coming. Pre-orders go live on the 22nd of September. Two versions of the system exist. The $500 Super uh, Rainbow Bridge Asgard Edition and then like a $300 uh-huh. more base model. What, what, that what sounds you, good right there. What are you thinking? You like that $300 price point, huh? I like that $300 price, but uh, I might wait like a month and get a refurbished model. You know, you get that around $250. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I think every Xbox I've ever bought has been a refurbished. Okay. And they've worked great. Like, you know, they break that first time, but then they fix it right. (laughs) I still have an Xbox 360 upstairs that, for the most part, will work if I need it to. Oh, mine as well. Right. They're tough little machines once they, you know, especially especially once they crap out the first time. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's the Series X and the Series S. Are the are the two different models that yeah. are uh, being bandied about the the X or I'm sorry the yeah the X model looks insane by the way especially compared to the S but you know the S is very slim and the yeah I mean the 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 other one looks like a death cube it looks like the board could fly it well now I'm interested five hundred dollars <laughs> be damned <laughs> I'm joining the collective well I'll I'll send you a link that compa- compares the two systems uh, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it's just like a hard drive and things like that. It's like, I think the biggest I mean, the biggest difference is that it's 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 not going to load a disc. You, you have to download everything off the internet or off of oh, Xbox Live. They, they, yeah, I heard they're making a big push for Game Pass, which which I have and love. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, those of you at home who are interested in not buying sixty dollars video games anymore <laughs> should really look into Game Pass because I've played some great games off of it. Like I played Red Dead Redemption Two finally, <laughs> and fell in love with that game. Played it all for free. Uh, the Hitman's were on there, you know, a bunch of w- weird shits on there. No, good, I gotcha. good stuff though. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kind of, I want to kind of parse through the, those, those spec comparisons and kind of see. Uh, but I, I like yourself. I may wait a month or two and just kind of see what kind of, you know, these new things come out and there's bugs. There's almost invariably yeah. bugs. Well, the there's bugs, and they just announced like uh, the new Halo was supposed to be a day one console launch, right? And that got delayed. Damn so you now they, they don't have any you know real titles that I think people are clamoring for that are going to be out on day one. Well, and I, and also I'm not that guy anymore who needs like the day one you know new system, new games, and all that stuff. Like yeah, I, I'll, I'll go I'll get around to it when I can get around to it. Yeah, I've also fallen off of that. Well, I don't want to stand in line for things. I don't want to have to worry about getting online at a certain point to do a, an online thing to get one, and maybe I get it, maybe I don't. I, I just Oh, that I'm out on. I did go to a midnight selling of Destiny 2 when that dropped a few years ago. And look at you now. And then, oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I played, the, I played the shit out of that game, not going to lie. But I was standing in line waiting for them to call my name so I could come get my stupid thing. And then I had to go home and down, install it onto a hard drive that took an hour and a half because everybody was trying to do it. And I was like, why didn't I just buy a digital copy of this? <laughs> like, I just wasted three hours of my life for no reason. That's true. That is true. And that's why I was like, this is the last time I'm going to do that because I wanted to play that night with friends and it took like three hours to download it because everybody's trying to download it the same day. Nah, no thanks. But the, I mean, those days are gone. 
Like, you know, anytime they ask me to pre-order something, I'm like, no, you're not like a Nintendo Switch. You're not going to run out of Xboxes. I'm not pre-ordering. <laughs> I'm going to be able to find an Xbox somewhere. Right, exactly. Like, you know, who cares if you have it by Christmas? You can get it by, you know, January something or other, or February something or other. Yeah, I know. Maybe my wife will go out and get me a new Xbox for Christmas, and that will be awesome. Oh, my God. All right. Well, with that, I think I'm going to let you go. <laughs> well, my subtle hint to my wife who's not paying attention to me at all. <laughs> no, sir. So, Reagan, thank you for joining us. You, again, once again, you are the host of the Come On, It's Still Good movie podcast. Check it out, folks. It's a good time. They just did Krull. Uh, we won't talk about who won that argument, though Reagan kind of told us. What's next on the on the list? We are uh, this this coming week. We are watching the the great high school party movie. Can't hardly wait. Oh yeah, get that Breck and Meyer uh, action. Come on. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know you can watch Love Burger. Love Burger. Uh, That's the one. It's, it's this movie has some twenty twenty problems in it. <laughs> well, I can't wait to listen to it, man. I can't wait. And I can't wait for yeah, you guys to record I, I, it. Like, there's a bunch of, like, oh, you that's not cool today. Like, <laughs> well, it's guaranteed but, yeah. to be a good time, folks. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> that's a little spoiler right there of how <laughs> I feel about Can't Hardly Wait, which I've watched twice this week. Oh, my goodness. Taking copious notes, Reagan. Good job, buddy. Yeah. It's hard to take notes of that movie. Like, I love it still, but it's for a very specific reason. Like, all right, my friend. But you'll have to, you know, download it to find out. <laughs> that's a fact. That That's how the internet works. Just do it. Just yeah, download it. Yeah. That's a teaser in this business. <laughs> <laughs> he's a professional, folks. You know, he's not the best in the biz for nothing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will talk to you very soon. Thanks again. Uh, thanks for having me. Later, dude. Later. Boy, cunt. William? What a surprise! Hey, you know I had a great breakfast with your wife this morning. Pancakes. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Yeah. Eat this motherfucker. Hey, so we're back. That was the conversation with Reagan, catching up to him, checking, talking about the boys and the Dune trailer, and the new Xbox system. Uh, we we, we, di we deep dove a little bit more in there than I thought we were going to initially, so uh, I'm not going to take up a, too much more of your time today uh, talking about some of, the show, some of the other TV shows that I wanted to mention, but I still wanted to mention them to you guys because I, 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 uh, I think they're things that you'll enjoy. You do need to have... Well, I, again, this is a complicated way to set things up because HBO has not made things easy on us lately. If you have HBO Max, you have access to everything. But if you, still, if you still just have HBO, you can only watch one of the shows I'm about to mention to you. The first show I want to mention, I've mentioned it kind of in passing previously, is it's on regular HBO, but if you have HBO Max, again, you can watch them both. Uh, Lovecraft Country. It's from J.J. From Abrams and Jordan Peele. It is uh, set in the 50s. It is uh, inspired by a book called Lovecraft Country. But it's basically a mix of... Uh, horror and racism, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It is about a. It pretty much follows the journey of, of a, a a black family in in Chicago in the 1950s dealing with with racism 
in the North, which was a thing, in case anyone sort of thinks that that wasn't. Chicago, plenty of, of race riots throughout its, its entire history. Uh, but this mixes in Lovecraftian-esque monsters and creatures. Uh, there's white supremacist sorcerers. The first two episodes are really good. I think the first episode in particular is very, very strong, uh, where we kind of see like, and, and kind of can feel the racism as, as this family's driving from Chicago into Massachusetts, and they're going through these small rural towns and all the Jim Crow laws that they're having to deal with. Uh, and then we find out that Atticus may have the blood of, of one of these white supremacist sorcerers, so he's kind of this powerful icon in their, in their little uh, occult group. The show has an overarching storyline, but the two, the first two episodes deal with being in Massachusetts. Then there's a ghost story, uh, as as the character Letty, uh, who's played by Journey Smollett, who by the way is top notch. Probably should win an Emmy for for her performance in the show. She's been so good. Uh, Letty buys a house in in a white neighborhood in the north side of Chicago, and it turns into like a ghost story. So that's a very good episode as well. And then uh, uh, the most recent episode that was dropped over Labor Day weekend is is sort of a uh, Goonies, Legends of the, of the Hidden Temple kind of thing as they have to journey to New York and find uh, a, a, a hidden temple that contains these pages for spells and, and things like that that they need to protect their family from the white supremacist sorcerers. I don't want to get too much into it because, again, like I said, we're running a little bit long on the show, uh, but that's been a series on HBO that I've really, really been enjoying, and I look forward to it every week. It, uh, the new episodes air on Sundays, uh, except over the, over the holiday weekend, HBO was super cool. And they dropped the new one early, so I was able to watch it, I think, Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, something like that. Uh, it's been a really strong show. Like I said, we're about four episodes in, and it's been a real good time. I strongly recommend you guys check it out. Uh, really, really good stuff. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, over on the HBO Max. Now, this is only on HBO Max. If you have regular HBO, you can't watch this show. Again, HBO kind of being weird, but... Make, I, I think making the switch over from like HBO Now or HBO Go to HBO Max probably makes the most sense. So if you've kind of been dragging your feet about that, uh, definitely get on board because you, you get access to so much more content for, I think, the same price, basically. So you might as well make the switch to HBO Max. There are limitations right now with HBO Max, though. Like if you have a Roku or if you have a Fire Stick, uh, you, don't, you can't get that. They haven't worked out that deal yet. Whatever financials are, are in question are still being uh, bandied about. So HBO Max access is rather limited. That is a bad thing. Uh, I My workaround for it uh, was because I was able to get the HBO Max on my Xbox. So I watch X, I use my Xbox as basically the entertainment console now to watch HBO Max on. And that's been my that's that's been my little workaround because the other option is to watch it on my laptop. And the Xbox it's it's on the living room already. So we'll just fire it up and then I watch HBO Max through the Xbox. It works great. It's a good time. I assume if you have a PlayStation, you probably can do the same exact thing. Check that out. So this new show that I want to talk about, though, uh, we talked a little bit about it before. Uh, uh, it's called Raised by Wolves, and the first two episodes are directed by Ridley Scott, Sir Ridley Scott himself, the the man behind Blade Runner, the man behind Alien, the man behind so many countlessly amazing movies that uh, you know we we could, just, we could sit here and list them off, and it would take the rest of the show. Uh, but he's also serving as, as one of the producers on the show. And it's a, a, it is a series that shows a very... Uh, I don't know what word I want to use. A very different future than I think many of us see us on a path for. But it's, it's still infinitely interesting and infinitely fascinating show. 
uh, it's basically Earth is over. It's done. And civilization has moved on. There was a giant war between uh, religion and atheists. It seems to be the crux of the show. Like We're only four episodes in. So there's still a lot of things to kind of parse through and see if I have an, a good understanding of. But that seems to be the, the crux of it. Atheists versus these religious fanatics in a, in a, sort, of, a sort of sense. And like not like, you know, Catholic or Muslim or, or you know, uh, you know, Episcopalian. No, no, no. Like it's a weird uh, religion. And the, the, the one they focus on is... is Something that we haven't seen yet in in our, in our world, at least I have not. They're, they call it, they're called the Mithraic. They worship Sol, aka the Sun. Uh, so very very different. There, it, it's sort of this show sort of this blend of sci-fi and religion and like Crusader warfare. It's it's very unique and very interesting. the The world is is bizarre, but captivating at the same time. The first episode follows a group of atheists. They fall. They are in a small pod, piloted by two androids. They crash on this planet, and they, are, they are there to set up a new human colony, where these two androids will raise human life. And you know, they're on this alien world. Things are going to go wrong. Things do go wrong. And then the Mithraic show up, and they want to use that planet as as the next home of human civilization. Civilization of a religious-based civilization as opposed to the atheist androids that are there and and the humans that they have created. There's a in that first episode there's some unsettling imagery, but it's fine. It it, it works for the show. Uh, and again, not to give away too much like 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 with Lovecraft Country, I don't want to give away too many spoilers. Uh, but some of the characters you meet in episode 1, uh, particularly of the Mithraic, are not the characters they seem to be. There, there are some twists that come in episode two and in, in episode three as we learn more about uh, some of these people that are in the Mithraic camp, who are the last of humanity, as it were, and their sort of struggle against these, these, uh, against this new world, a, but also against the 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 synthetics who want to have them killed. the The mother character, the the atheist synthetic, uh, is we learn is what's called a necromancer, which is a, a sort of extinction-level, cap- extinction-capable synthetic who can design to wipe out human, humans who, or, who are not atheists, I suppose, on the other side of their fence. Uh, t- truly terrifying performances by, by some of the actors who are portraying the synthetics and the humans. Uh, it's, it's been a fascinating show so far. I think it's running for 10 episodes, and those new episodes are dropping every Thursday, which means after I turn off this recording, I'm going to go watch the one that dropped today because we recorded a little bit earlier than usual. I was unable to watch this one ahead of time, but hey, it's always good to have good content to watch. And right now we're kind of in the thick of it. You know, that's one reason why we wanted to do the show, kind of highlighting some of, of what we're watching right now. You know, we don't get to watch a ton of things on the, on the, on the TomCast podcast because, you know, Life's still busy. We can't just sit around the house and, and, and just watch TV all day. But these are these are three shows that we're big fans of right now on this on this podcast: Lovecraft Country, The Boys, and and Raised by Wolves. Which uh, again, Raised by Wolves is probably the one that that I'm most worried about sticking the landing. Uh, but so far, three episodes in, I'm I'm definitely intrigued and I want to follow it through. Lovecraft Country, I'm definitely going to see through to the end. Maybe they blow the ending, but 
I'm definitely along for the ride because it's been fun so far. And the boys, again, uh, we think it'll be eight episodes long. And the first three, if there are anything to to uh, remark about, it's going to be a fun ride to the finish line for that show as well. And again, we know the boys is coming out for, for season three. So get on now. Everyone has Amazon Prime by now. So if you aren't watching the boys, you are missing out on a really, really great time. And I can't urge you enough. Reagan can't urge you enough. I know Roger's a big fan of the show. So when Roger and I link back up again, we'll probably kind of revisit the boys as well. And I'm also a little curious to talk to Roger about the Xbox and even the Dune trailer. So uh, big things coming on the, on the Tomcast podcast. We are going to continue to be here for, for everyone listening, no matter what. We're here once a week at least, maybe more. Who knows? Things are happening. Uh, in case you guys may have missed out, we have lost launched a sister podcast to the Tomcast podcast. The the, the Tomcast podcast, 3B Zine Empire Grows. And that sister show is called MandoVision. Why Mando? Well, Mando, short for Mandalorian, where we are talking about Star Wars, specifically the Mandalorian. But we are going to be talking about all things Star Wars on MandoVision. Uh, it's, it's, we're on our second episode right now. The third one is, is forthcoming. We're re-reviewing my initial reviews that I did on the Tomcast podcast of The Mandalorian. It's been a lot of fun to kind of go back into my old reviews and see what I whiffed on, what I made a mistake about. But it's also kind of nice to go back and see what I did get right and to kind of uh, revisit my my enthusiasm for the for those episodes, first episodes in particular. Um, I'm looking forward to exploring that a little bit more for, fully. So follow us along on that podcast. We're on all the same platforms we are for the Tomcast podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Google Podcasts, I should say. Uh, and we have our own Instagram and Twitter account. It's Mando underscore Vision at Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow. And hopefully you enjoy the content on that show as well. I appreciate everyone taking the time to check both of our shows out. It, it means the world to me that I log on and I see that even one person has downloaded us a day. That's great to see. Luckily, we get a little bit more than one, but still, one's good. It means I'm not just talking to myself. And, the, and with that being said, I thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to my current Patreons, uh, which you, if you want to be a member of Pophead Nation, an official member of Pophead Nation, you can join up at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You'll get access to all kinds of great, cool bonus content, bonus episodes of the show, audio commentary tracks, uh, some videos, I'm trying to do fun stuff. I'm trying to give you guys a, a little bang for your buck. So thank you to my current Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. And thank you to the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Thank you all so much for being Patreons. And thank you to everyone else who's listening, liking the show, sharing the show. Again, I, I say it a lot because I, I mean it a lot. Uh, you guys liking and subscribing and sharing, uh, uh, it, it means so, so very, 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 very much to me. If you get the time, write those five-star reviews, too, because they help spread the word about what we're doing here on the TomCast podcast. So, with that being said, ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!